You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Berlin, 1921. Democracy teeters. Zealots battle in the streets as the Becksteins, Europe's famed piano makers, host an elegant soiree. A surprise guest arrives, a combat veteran, unknown and seemingly unremarkable. He unveils powers of seduction, manipulation and demagogy that will soon change the course of history. Good morning, everyone. And thank you, David Alt, for that lovely dramatic read. Proof positive all the great lines should always go to you. I'm Jack Ward, and this week, history takes the sonic stage thanks to writer and director James Isaiah Gabb. And it all begins right here. On the Sonic Society. March, a play in two acts by Jim Gabe, performed for you by, in order of speaking... Kenan Vino, Jenna Krasowski, Bridget Gabe, John Short, Angela Vitale, Peter Marinos, and Giancarlo Herrera. And on the piano, Keiju Mori. Act One. It is a July evening in 1921, outside the Berlin mansion of the Besteins, makers of Europe's most famed concert piano. Light from an ornate chandelier comes through a window, spotlighting the shadowed sidewalk. A man walks by, pauses in the light, looks about. He carries a bouquet of flowers and a paper-bound parcel. He steps into the shadows as a young man is seen through the parlor window. Inside the parlor, Franz Bauer looks about discomforted by the opulent surroundings. In his mid-twenties, wearing a worn tuxedo, he nervously clutches a cardboard portfolio stuffed with dog-eared papers. Hesitantly, he approaches a Bestein grand piano, walks around it, sits on the bench, raises the keyboard cover. Well, Bechstein. We must become one tonight. Bauer opens his portfolio, leafs through sheet music, and places a selection on the piano stand. Unseen by him, Lata Bestein in her late teens, enters the parlor in a brightly colored evening dress. She pauses as he prepares to play. Well, Bestein, tonight you must give me everything that is in you. Sun and stars. 
thunder <laughs> and storms. And most of all, love. Make love to those keys. Oh. <laughs> it was quite touching. I, if only I could play Tchaikovsky like that. I, I am so embarrassed. <laughs> you I, needn't be. I'm, <clears throat> I'm the pianist for this evening. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, <laughs> you needn't bow to me. I am not royalty. My name is Franz. Franz Bauer. <laughs> My name is Lotte. Lotte Bestein. Oh, I, 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 I am such a fool. <laughs> oh, come now. You were showing your artistic passion. Oh. <laughs> uh, will you play tonight, Fraulein Bestein? Me? I do not think so. I have no talent for the piano. Come now. It is the truth. But... But what? Because I am a Bestein, I must be a prodigy? Mama would like that very much. She is full of maternal expectations. They frequently have nothing to do with who I am. Papa says for our family, the magic is in the making of the instrument. I could not agree more. You have played on a Bestein? Oh, never. There was one at the conservatory. It had been the favorite of Franz Liszt. The students were not allowed to touch a key. If they did, the ghost of Liszt would strike them tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard all about Liszt and the Besteins. Papa put him in an advertisement. I objected. Isn't it exploitation to use famous dead people to sell pianos? He laughed. <laughs> I hope you will live up to your billing. My billing? Uh, will you tell me what that is? Well, to be selected as pianist for one of Mama's soirees speaks for itself. Don't you think so? I do, of course. Uh, being here tonight, to play for the Besteins on a Bestein, it, <laughs> ah, it is like a dream. <laughs> I have been thinking about an addition to the program. You know this? Beethoven Sonata 21. <laughs> At the parties, I wow them. I tell them, this is opus this, and that is opus that. Oh, everybody is so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> you dazzle them? I am sure. <laughs> Do you know this? Cabaret! Love it! <laughs> then I shall put it on tonight's program. Oh, I would like nothing better, but Mama... She would like nothing less. Oh. 
That's a good boy. <laughs> I am just a poor musician who wants to please his patrons. Herr Bauer, live up to your billing, and my family will proclaim you Berlin's newest virtuoso. Ha! <laughs> will they put me into an advertisement for their pianos? <laughs> well, you have to be famous for that. And dead. But if you are what we think you are, we will give you sun and and storms. <laughs> and love. We shall see. Oh. <laughs> Unseen by Lata and Bauer. Betts Miller, striking in a seductive evening gown, enters the parlor. She is on the arm of Rudy von Bettmann in evening dress. Both have cocktails. Betts, in her late twenties, has a flirtatious, slightly tipsy demeanor. Von Bettmann, in his thirties, is tall and patrician with a jaded air. He walks with a pronounced hitch to his right leg. The right side of his face is scarred and the ear is mangled. I bet that's the first time Cabaret's been heard in this house. Bets! Bets, you will not tell Mama? About your snuggling with this prince of the piano? No! The Cabaret! And we were not snuggling, we have only just met. Franz, pay attention. My Bets is holding her hand to you. Oh. Yes. Yes, kiss it. Rudy told me you play like a god. But he didn't tell me you look like one. Lata, he's adorable. And a virtuoso. Oh. Herr Bauer, will you serenade my cousin? Sans the cabaret. Oh, my favorite. Did you tell him, Rudy? Of course, my love. Oh! Who is it, Lata? Oh. Der Nabelderwelt. Oh, he is so annoying. I will be right back. Der Nabelder... what? The navel of the world, darling. Or as you Yanks would say, the cat's meow. Franz. Please continue. Franzi is giving us a more. Rudy, embrace me. Ooh, <laughs> divine. What kind of man creates such exquisite romance? It is a special trait of us Prussians. <laughs> Prussians? Romance? Are you kidding? Aww. It's okay, my Prussian warrior. Anyway, I wasn't talking about you. No? Who then? Of course. Perhaps, my darling, it requires the sensitivity of uh, a homo. Is that what you are? Herr Virtuoso? 
How sad for Arlotta. Darling, I meant Tchaikovsky. You're kidding. I am not. When the Tsar found out, he ordered Pyotr Ilyich to poison himself. No. What did he do? He took a chalice of poison, like this, and... <laughs> How terrible! Come into my arms, Schnooky Putsy. <laughs> Schnooky Putsy? Yes, you are my Schnooky Putsy. Franz, please. Betsy's my schnooky putsy, <laughs> schnooky putsy of Berlin, schnooky putsy of Berlin. Oh, God, I hadn't thought of that. Me, a woman of the New World, a Berliner? Rudy, please, please. What, my love? Promise me we dine Italian, French. Spanish, but never, oh my god, me, a sausage eater? I'll become a plump little... Schnooky putsy. <laughs> Whirl me. Oh, oh, not so high. <laughs> Auntie is here. Put me down, put me down. Helena Bestein, the family matriarch, has entered the parlor dignified and stately in an elegant evening gown. Bets, Rudy, my lovebirds, I am so happy for you. Lata stalks into the parlor in an agitated state. She is followed by Dietrich Eckhart in an evening jacket and ascot and carrying a leather portfolio. In his early fifties, Eckhart walks with mincing steps, a nervous energy radiating from gesticulating arms and an exaggerated flamboyance. He tiptoes playfully behind Lata. In delay, there lies no plenty. Turn and kiss your Uncle Dietrich, my sweet and twenty. I implore thee. Dietrich, you embarrass her. She is embarrassed by Shakespeare? Helena, how marvelous you look. That gown, stitched by angels, you are eternally a goddess. Hello, Herr Dietrich. I am Rudy Bettmann. <laughs> I am Eckhart. Who is this exquisite creature? Creature? He calls me a creature? Dietrich, this is... Elizabeth Miller, my niece. Elizabeth? Miller? <laughs> English? Bloody no. <laughs> An American. You don't approve. Betts has just become engaged. To whom? To Rudy. That is you. That is me. We must have a toast. We must. We will. I shall fetch the fruit of the vine. Betts Miller, hmm. If you are Helena's niece, you are actually Fraulein Mueller. And your family is from Bavaria, Mannheim, perhaps? You are right. Dietrich is a scholar of ethnic heritage. What does that mean? It means I can reveal the genesis of the fair beauty that sparkles in our Germany. 
In the South, our women, such as you, have a subtle piquancy. Eternal, mysterious, like the Rhine. Oh, brother. In the North, your German sisters cast spells, swirling out of golden-hued castles. Their regal nobility bewitches. All of our fair beauties dazzle with the joyous spirit of the fatherland. Dietrich, you are always at amazement to improvise like that. You make our language sing. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring the fruit of the vine for you dazzling, bewitching spellbinders. And for you, Herr Eckhart. Join me in a toast to the Bard of the Rhine. Ah, Helene, an exquisite Gewürztraminer. Only you provide such a delicacy. And now we raise our glasses to Fräulein Miller and, uh... Rudy. Rudy von Bettmann. To the betrothed. Prost. Prost. Let me guess, Bethman. You are from Brandenburg. How did you know? Because in the north, our gallant men are of the Prussian tribe. Tall, ferocious, virile. <laughs> My Prussian's mating call. <laughs> I have been to your home, Bethman, to meet your illustrious father, a most... Uh, Commanding personality. Oh, you can do better than that. Von Daddy puts the pop into Prussian. Bets, that is no way to talk about one of our most honored citizens. But, Auntie, he's so stiff. The family dines standing at attention. <laughs> that is almost true. I thought Herr Batman would invest in my newspaper. Your family's pride in the German nationality is well known. My father is an investor in your newspaper? I did not say that. His hearing, Dietrich, an injury from the war. I asked your father. He declined. Perhaps you will be interested. You know the Volkischer Beobachter? Is something the matter, Herr Bauer? Who is that? Rudy brought him to us. You will be impressed, Dietrich. He studied in Vienna at the conservatory. Herr Bauer, please, continue. It is so lovely. Why does he give us that soppy Russian? Soppy? My Pyotr Ilyich? He is a melancholy Slav. How can you speak of Tchaikovsky in such a way? He is incomparable. Ha! Herr piano player, enough! You will make me puke. If not the soppy Russian, who does tickle your fancy? <gasps> tickle my fancy? Oh, how charming she is. I bet you get your kicks in the Motstrasse. Huh? Down some creepy alley. Oh. Bets. 
How would you even know about such things? <laughs> Me, in the Monstrosa, among the queens? <laughs> that is as likely as a Wiener schnitzel in the White House. Well, he's a comedian as well as a bard of the Rhine. Oh, goodness. Herr Bauer, will you play? But please, let us move on from Tchaikovsky. Unnoticed, the man first seen outside the Bestein home steps stiffly into the parlor. As before, he holds a bouquet of flowers and a paper-bound parcel. His face is notable for penetrating blue eyes, pasty gaunt pallor, and brush mustache. He is in his early thirties, medium height, with black hair oiled to scalp and parted nearly in the middle. Two medals glint on the lapel of his tight-fitting suit. Mama, who is that? Well, look who has made an appearance. Where did you go, Adolf? I looked everywhere. I, I was in the tear garden. Until now, in the dark. Who is this, Dietrich? The flowers in the tear garden were magnificent. Each blossom a perfumed extravaganza. I, I became like, like a child who has seen a butterfly. I lost all sense of the time. Perhaps Apollon put me into a, a trance. I fell asleep on a bench. I awoke in the dark. I came here as fast as possible. I am late for no other reason. These flowers are for you, Frau, Frau Besch. Yes, yes, Adolf. This is our magnificent host, Frau Beshtein. Give them to her. Frau Bestein, these flowers, they are for you. My goodness. Thank you, Herr Adolf. They are lovely. Herr Adolf, did you pick those extravaganzas in the tear garden? Bets, do not be rude. I must put these in a vase. Dietrich, come with me. Over here. Dietrich. Why didn't you tell me you were bringing Herr Adolf? He is Hitler. Who? He is Adolf Hitler. I didn't tell you he was coming, but because I could not be sure he would. He is a tourist in your Berlin. We have been here, there, everywhere. The last time I saw him, he was rushing through the Brandenburg Gate. He wears me out. Here he comes. It is so kind of you to invite me into your home, Frau Berstein. I beg your forgiveness. It is inexcusable for a soldier to be late. Herr Hitler, soldiers never need apologize in my home. Herr Hitler, this is my niece Betz from America. And this is Rudi von Bettmann. He is also a soldier. Betts and Rudy have become engaged. I am honored to be with you. Those medals, so impressive. Where is he going? H Hello, Herr Soldier. He went right for the hors d'oeuvres. How curious. 
I did not think there was a chap on the planet who would put pastries before my tasty Elizabeth. Hmm, very curious. Not your sort, huh, Bethman? Here's a foot soldier, common worker, man of the masses. Your alter ego, perhaps? He is most admirable, though not to Prussian nobility, I imagine. Look how he gobbles up those pastries. Don't you feed your foot soldier, Herr Eckhart? His preoccupation with food, I think, is so he does not have to speak to us. He is coarse and uncomfortable in society. Helena, did I tell you I am completing a new play? You did not? What's he doing now? Mama, he is putting sugar into the wine. He does not approve of the Gewurz Treminer? He's violating a national treasure. He's got some kind of sweet tooth. Dietrich, tell us about your play. My new play is set in Munich, after the surrender. Our soldiers are returning from the front. What do you think they discover, hmm, Herr Bethmann? When the soldiers returned from the front, what did they discover? The wine had been sugared. Oh, beautiful, my love. They discovered the people had been infected by lies. Lies? What do you mean? That Germany is the pariah of the universe. Germans deserve to be robbed of wealth, power, respect. Germans... Oh, come on. What is the matter with you? Auntie, this is a celebration. No politics. It's so depressing. <laughs> the subject of my play is not depressing, Fraulein Mueller. I'm sure it isn't, Herr Eckfart. Beautiful, my love. <laughs> Ignore them, Dietrich. They can be silly. My play is about how our enemies try to diminish. No, how they try to destroy the truth that Germany is exceptional. That Germany has given to the world more riches in music, art, philosophy, more riches than any civilization in history. What a gift to humanity from Kant, Goethe, Nietzsche. What would there be of music without Beethoven, Brahms, Wagner? Don't forget the sauerkraut and pickle pig's knuckles. I am enjoying ignoring you. <laughs> you certainly aren't ignoring my boobies. Bets. That is so rude. The English, the French, and the Americans. We know what they did in the war. We sure do. They gave you a lickin'. Bets. They lied. Who? Americans? Lied? Endlessly! You jerk! Shame on you, Betts. And Dietrich, why do you provoke her? Germany was betrayed, stabbed in the back! Stop that! You will break my table! Excuse me, please. Will you tell me, what is this? That is an artichoke, Herr Hitler. Artichoke. <laughs> God bless him, Eckhart. Your foot soldier has a knack for comic relief. Artichoke. I have never seen such a fruit. It is a vegetable. 
Actually, the artichoke is a flower, an unopened flower. How suggestive. Of what? I can't wait to see how you handle this, Herr Weisenheimer. Do not try, Rudy. How does one eat this flower? Come here, I'll show you. Don't humor him, darling. Perhaps he'll go away. May I? You peel the leaf, like so, and scrape off the meat with your teeth. Voila! <laughs> that is impressive. Your turn. Go ahead. Yes, pull the leaf off. Eat it. What kind of face is that? I am not sure of the taste. Do you have these flowers in America? Of course. California's filled with them. California. California, oh, I would like to visit America. The pioneer spirit of your country, that is admirable. Thank you. It certainly is. And it's not something your buddy should pick a fight with. <laughs> <laughs> to you, Herr Bard. Do not mind her, Dietrich. I assure you, she is of no consequence to me. At the time the American continent was opened, numerous Aryans fought for their living as hunters. They did this in large groups with women and children. Aryans? Who, who pray tell are they? We Germans. We are Aryans. And your American Indian tribes, your, your Ku Klux Klan. It is a movement of Aryans. The Ku Klux Klan? The white robes and the crosses. They are symbols of great effect. I'll say, they scare me to death. But, but if the meaning is understood, there is no need to be afraid, unless, unless you are a Negro. My goodness. This view is offensive? More like surprising. I didn't expect to hear about the KKK in Berlin. I have studied your American history, especially your constitution. You're kidding. I am not. I have found it to be an intriguing document. I haven't read it since high school. Ah, that is quite believable. Herr Hitler, I hope you aren't like him, an obnoxious American hater. Dietrich is no such thing. Thank you, Helena. Some say, now that we have a democracy, like in America, we will create a modern nation, of which we can be proud. Listen to him, Herr Eckhart. America is a model for your democracy. I assure you he does not think that. The problem is not with the American democracy. It is with our parliament. I believe it is ineffective, a weak political foundation. <laughs> you are being polite, Adolf. The Reichstag spawns politicians who are cowards. Cowards who hide behind the whims and stupidity of society. Hide when decisions of courage must be made. Wow. As bad as that? 
Rudy, what do you think? Unlike in America, our democracy is very young. We have little experience in how to make it work. <laughs> the Reichstag. Spatgebert as Dreck und Fier. That's ridiculous, Eckhart. Y your parliament is a... A monster? A monstrosity of filth and fire. We must give it time, Eckhart. It is a noble enterprise. <laughs> At best, it is a temple of babbling incompetent fools. Babbling fools? You'd fit right in. Oh, they are oil and water. Bets, we shall change the subject. Herr Hitler, your babbling friend says you are a common laboring man, a foot soldier. That is what I am. But you know about the American Constitution, and Negroes, and the Ku Klux Klan. I... I am not an illiterate. I wasn't implying that you are. <laughs> Ignore her, Adolf. The evening will be more enjoyable. Is, is there more Gewürztraminer? Perhaps you have had enough. <laughs> enough? <laughs> Never. Herr Hitler, if you come to New York, I'll show you a really great American symbol. The greatest of all. I hope to visit that city, but I do not want to see Wall Street. Wall Street? The thieves' den of capitalists. So, do we have communists among us? Are you communists? <laughs> Dietrich, she asks if I am a communist. <laughs> she has the tongue of a viper. Talks like a piper. I said viper. Dietrich, be mindful of his hearing. Viper! Wall Street is not the great American symbol I will show you. How about the Statue of Liberty? Statue of Liberty? <laughs> it must be a symbol of great merit for your countrymen. But for me, a German soldier, you may appreciate that a statue created by a Frenchman is not so impressive. Hmm. Uh, hey, hello? Where are you going? He's wandered off again. Back to those sweets. Dietrich, does he, do you, believe capitalists are criminals? <laughs> Only the Wall Street variety, my dear. Not our grand German industrialists. Certainly not. Illustrious piano makers. Certainly not the Besteins. That's quite a mustache he has. Does he chew off the ends? <laughs> the Rotzbrems. Snot break, my dear. Snot break. How lovely. Where did you find him, Herr Eckhart? We met in Munich. He is from Vienna. I've been thinking... Have you now? I've been thinking about you. You should join Herr Hitler when he comes to my country. You'd learn so much. <laughs> America means nothing to me. America fled its European heritage. It is a rabble. An ignorant rabble. Oh, what? America is a failure that reflects the will and idiosyncrasy of crackpots. Crackpots? 
You are quite the charmer, Eckhart. We Germans, we are one people in history and race. Our destiny is to present to the world an extraordinary mind and spirit that, like this, march in unison. March in unison. Now I get it. If we Americans marched around, we'd be more like you, pompous asses. Stop, stop. Rudy, if your family discovers she harbors such offensive ideas, oh, God help the naive. Helena, they know and adore Betts. You must educate her about her German heritage. Perhaps, but we prim and proper Aryans Sometimes we should let our hair down, be a mite irreverent. That is nonsense. Be a teensy-weensy bohemian. It's becoming all the rage in Berlin. Yeah, along with riots and murders. Please, please. This evening is meant to be an escape from all that lunacy outside. And so it is. France! A waltz! Yes, a waltz. Exquisite. And now, my bewitching New Yorker, we dance an evening of escape, escape. An evening of romance, of love, but not lunacy. They make light out of darkness. Oh, Dietrich, they are just having fun. There has been so little joy since the war. Come, let us dance. Joy? You want joy? I will give you real joy. The piano speaks beautifully, and it is so pretty. Look at that. It shivers as I wrung my finger on its neck. The piano is now silent, and the dancing has stopped. This is a cue for me, Helena. I recite for you a poem I wrote as we entered the war. It is even more meaningful today. Father in heaven, lightning of voice, calling us to battle, oh, rejoice! Does what other people thine mighty demand follow more loyally than Germans at command? Father, thou smilest, O oh, joy without end. Yes, we are the people destined to defend. We are chosen, marching in brigades, up, up, onward to the holy crusades. Dietrich, how magnificent. It has given me chills. It's giving me a rash. Herr Hitler, you have returned to us. Is that whipped cream on your lip? <laughs> it's gone. That's quite a tongue you have. I I'm sorry. Sometimes I speak without the prudence and dignity Europeans appreciate. That is certainly true. Admirably true, darling. Be that as it may, Herr Hitler, 
As a common laboring man, perhaps you will appreciate my lack of gentility when I say Herr Eckhart is an idiot. Oh, if you were my daughter, you would never speak this way. Auntie, she's just a modern American girl. Unrestrained, spontaneous. Tell them, darling, about your suffragette phase. How you marched and shouted for the right to vote for corrupt and craven male politicians. Fräulein Bestein, this parcel, it is for you. How kind of you, Herr Hitler. Open it, dear. A painting. It is a painting. Well, let me see it. How extraordinary. Dietrich told me that Fräulein Bestein is an artist. Herr Eckert, you told him that? I certainly did. But I am not an artist. Lotte, no. Herr Hitler, I tell her repeatedly she must not diminish her talents. You are right to tell her that. The building material for the, the future, it is art. The art of young people such as yourself. But I have not done anything of worth. In youth, there is impatience. Art requires willpower, perseverance. Art is a high mountain to climb. Thank you, Herr Hitler. She needs to hear that. Let me see it, Lata. Oh, it's good. Rudy, take a look. You really think so? I do. It reminds me of Vienna. I lived in Vienna before the war, on that street. Did you paint this, Adolf? Adolf? You call him Adolf? When my schooling was complete, I moved to Vienna. I painted city scenes such as this. My father, <laughs> he feared I would become a bohemian. And why not? It's all the rage, like cabaret. Do not mind him, Herr Hitler. My father, my father demanded I follow him as a civil servant. The idea, the idea of that repelled me. I was determined to be an artist. My mother, <laughs> my blessed mother, she who was left near poverty by the death of my father, she deprived herself to send me an allowance. She was taken from me by illness. Afterward, I, I could no longer live in order to paint. I painted to earn a wage. I sold my pictures like this one in the streets, the, the cafes. What a beautiful way to talk about your mother. Lotte, this is a gift to be cherished. I know, Mama. To receive such a work from the artist himself, I am so honored. Mama, do you think Herr Hitler would appreciate the painting you just purchased? It too is remarkable. I think it is. Herr Hitler, I would so value your opinion. 
I, I am not an authority on such matters. Excuse me. There he goes again. You better hide the wine and sugar, Elena. He does have a sweet tooth. Auntie, may I see the painting? No, of course. I'll get it. Herr Bauer. Hello. <laughs> uh, would you come with me for a moment to retrieve a painting? Yes, please do. It is quite large. Scusi, s'il vous plaît. This way, Herr Bauer. You know, Auntie, I think Arlata is a wee bit captivated. I am not surprised to be given a work of art by the artist. Herr Hitler has charmed her. Actually, I meant our pianist. Oh, I do not think so. You are right, Helena. The women adore Hitler. He has a magnetism. Magnetism, you say? Hmm... Are you suggesting he's another Rudy Valentino? Like my Rudy? I would say he is more the Charlie Chaplin type. Do you think he tangos like my Rudy? Let's show him my virile nobleman. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. We trip the light fantastic, darling. You put us into the spirit of what the evening should be. Speaking of spirits, Adolf, bring me a Gewürztraminer, a big glass. There's only one Rudy Valentino. And there is only one flirt with a snot break. You're being a prig, you know. I agree. Methinks our common soldier isn't quite the country bumpkin my Valentino wants him to be. Oh, please. But, Rudy, he has such a natural quality. <laughs> Apparently, he has magnetized the two of you. Imagine. He tells us he fell asleep on a park bench. He does not know an artichoke. Oh, you do not meet people who are so candid about themselves. He is refreshing. <laughs> Dietrich, my vase. Oh, and look, Herr Hitler's beautiful bouquet all over the floor. No more wine for you. Step aside, move over. I must rescue these flowers. Oh, what are you doing, Dietrich? You are feeling my love. Get away from me. You are drunk. We have the long night to come, bewitching lady, to comfort me. They will hear you. Papa Bestein, far away, in Dusseldorf, you and me in Berlin. What kisses and delights in such a night may be. Kiss me, my queen. Stop it. I will send Hitler back into the tear garden, and you and I... They will see... You like my Adolf, yes? Here they come with the painting. Be careful, Lotta. Thank you, Herr Bauer. Auntie! It's so colorful! What do you think, Rudy? Those colors, so vivid. Kaleidoscopic, darling. Dietrich, come see. Ha! <laughs> Step aside, Batman. Oh, Adolf. 
Come see what they're gaggling about. That is expressionism. Yes, our new German dramatic art. It is of the most imaginative kind. If you think so, I'm afraid your mind has become polluted. Dietrich. He said my mind is polluted? I believe he did. Let me see if I understand this, Eckhart. You say her mind is polluted because she likes this painting? I am Herr Eckhart. I think it is a miracle. The human universe on a canvas. It is, darling. Ignore hair, know nothing. <laughs> what do you see in this work, Herr Hitler? Tell them, Adolf. I... I think... I know this to be an expression of the, the disease that destroys our culture. Disease? Oh, Christ. But I... I thought it was so good. It is, Mama. Excuse me, Adolf. Adolf again? This painting fascinates me. Uh, they cannot see the reality. Of course not. We are fogged by your pollution. There is only one eternal art. The German Nordic. The Vermin Baltic? German Nordic. Nordic! The only eternal art. German Nordic. Really? What would Michelangelo think of that? And Matisse? El Greco? All of their art is derivative, sprung from the German Nordic. Hmm. What about primitive art? And Egyptian, Byzantine, Chinese. What do you think, Herr Hitler? Dwelling on the art of the past or of the present is not relevant. What matters is art that speaks to the future. What does he mean? I am afraid we're about to find out, my dear. Take notes. Your teachers will be flabbergasted. Mankind has always consisted of, of culture founders, culture bearers, and, and culture destroyers. In these contemporary times, it is true that, that only the German culture is the founder, the, the clarion of the future. All the advances in art, science, all derive from the German. <laughs> Open your minds as wide as your mouths. Let wisdom enter. You are right, my bets. He is not a country bumpkin. He is a horse's ass. Be kind, darling. He's a nice fellow. I'm so confused. The artist who painted this is a German. But my dear, is he a Nordic German? Again, you try to make jokes. But in fact, that is the question. But what are you? What am I? Yes, Adolf. What is Lotta? She is a dear German girl. She's a treasure. Her confusion is understandable. 
Our young people everywhere, they are confronted and confused by cultural decay. Bosh! This is a work of art, not a festering wound. It is a festering wound. It is the expression of one artist's personal inspiration. It is. Dear girl, art does not have as its purpose the expression of one's soul. Art is soulless. I think we are being polluted by humbug. Painting. All of art, all of culture, all of science, all of what you do, and you, and you, and you. It must not be for the, the expression of one's soul. That is, I believe, a self-centered conception. Then what the hell is art? Rudy. All of what we do in art, everything, must be a means for the promotion of national pride. But what about you, in Vienna? Didn't you live to paint, and then painted to live, or something like that? I have erred in the past. I've learned very much. Painting for self-expression is only shouting hurrahs as we did in battle, but seeking the courage to to face death. Is that why, after the war, you did not return to your painting in Vienna? I did not return to that city because I was distressed by the condition of the working people. Glamorous wealth, appalling poverty, they, they mixed in sharp contrast. I asked myself, where is the solution for this to be found. And that brought you here? You think we are a worker's paradise? Herr Hitler saw that Austria is stuck in the past, compared with our Germany. Here, we are creating a new social order. That is what I thought. But now I recognize Germany, Germany must cure itself. Of what? Cultural decay? Parts, parts of the public life. They are not enviable. There is a preoccupation with improper stimulation. Do you mean something like this? Come to me, darling. <laughs> and this? Oh, the stimulation of my Prussian's embrace. Herr Hitler is being serious. That's the problem. Franzi, give us fun. You know what I mean. Wink, wink. Wunderbar, Franzi. Not that, Herr Bauer. What are you playing? Was that cabaret? It was, Auntie. To lighten things up. Piano player. Give us Wagner. Wagner? He's no fun. Adolf, what would you like? At the age of 12, I saw Tristan und Isolde. I was captivated. Tristan und Isolde. Play it, piano player. Play it! I am sorry. I do not have Wagner with me. 
You do not know Wagner by heart. Helena, he is an impostor, unworthy of the Besteins. We did not ask him to prepare Wagner. That is true, Dietrich. Wagner will not be with us tonight. Franz plays Beethoven. Franz plays Beethoven. Franz plays Beethoven. Listen to our new Kaiser. Play what you have prepared, my friend. Look at that. See how the pretty impostor snaps to. Eckhart, you are a bore. With a beer belly. <laughs> Come, give it a rub. Stop, both of you. The end of the war was license for cultural decadence. Uh, there he goes again. I happen to agree with Herr Hitler. What I have seen in Berlin is a hothouse of stimulants. The movie houses, the theaters. If one looks at them, one can hardly deny, cannot deny, our culture does not provide the right nourishment. Above all, for, for young people. Adolf, don't leave us. Back to those pastries. He is a buffoon with a sweet tooth. I think he's right. And you should as well. There is a thin line between artistic expression and obscenity. That line was erased by the war. Hitler unsettles your patrician sensibilities, ah, huh, Bettmann? You want so much to disregard him. But you are discovering it is not easy to do. I tried the first time I saw him. He wandered into our beer hall with those medals on his chest and that Rotzbremse. I figured eh, he was another deranged veteran. We were debating the shameful armistice. Suddenly, this odd fellow is waving his fists and shouting. Did he treat you to his theory of cultural disease? He said Germany was not defeated. The war is not over. The war goes on. I heard the same yesterday. It was so terrible. So terrible. On the Unterdonlinden, a speaker was shouting through a bullhorn. Germany was betrayed. By lies, there must be revenge. There was a commotion in the crowd. Shots were fired. Very suddenly, everybody ran away. I... I... All right, my darling, that's enough. I crossed the street. I saw him there, lying in the flowers. They shot him? A little old man. Somebody's grandpa. There you have it, Eckhart. That's what obsessing about the war gets us. What do you know? That some of you are incapable of accepting it's over. It is not. Dietrich, please. Control yourself, Eckhart. We're not in a battle here. <laughs> the war goes on. We will continue the fight. For what? You do not know. Freedom! But we are free, Eckhart. <laughs> the German people are enslaved for a lifetime. We owe even our fucking underwear to the foreigners. Oh. We are at the apocalypse. 
The pork clips? Ah! You heard me. Give me a Reichsmark. Quickly, a Reichsmark. Give it to me. What are you doing? Watch this candle. Put it down. I am burning up the currency of our fatherland, a worthless joke. Put it out. You will burn down my home. Put it out. It is out. Do you understand what I am saying to you? Our enemies rob us. Our nation is in collapse. Anarchy consumes us. The streets fill with violence. Our citizens walk about with tails between their legs, as if they're the refuse of the earth. Even the French! The degenerate French mock our German heritage! It is terrible. Terrible? Yes, Dietrich, terrible. No, it is a calamity. A calamity. Of course, that is what I meant. We are opening the doors for the communists. Here? It will never happen. <laughs> the Prussian aristocrat sounds like a Russian aristocrat. And look what happened to those dim-witted dandies. Shot dead by the Reds. The only dimwit here is you. <sighs> Are you too much above the commoners to understand their burden? We must fight for the freedom of the German man. How inspiring. But aren't you forgetting someone? Huh? Who? The German woman. What do you mean? What about her struggle for freedom? You know, from German men. Like you. Oh. <sighs> You remind me of why it is so good an ocean separates my country from America. I do not wish to intrude. Adolf, please do. I want to know how to make a motion picture, as in California. Really? Adolf, what a fascinating mind you have. Oh, Jesus. Motion pictures will, I think, be a powerful way to to show us how to eat artichokes motion pictures will be a powerful tool for the promotion of national pride all that sugar has polluted his brain doomkoff watch it buster <laughs> i have wondered in battle why did the soldiers leap from the trenches the machine guns shooting them down. Why did they run into certain death? I recall my impressions. As I entered into battle, I was gripped by this... this... emotion. This emotion of the heroic, of sacrifice for my country. Heroic emotion drove the soldiers into battle. Poppycock! The only emotion I saw was fear of being blown into pieces or suffocated by gas. For me, as a common soldier, everything was presented as black or white. Our side was the virtuous. Never was a glimpse of right given to the other side. This, this propaganda, it seized the devotion, the passion of soldiers like me. It was an irresistible 
magnetic force that, that drew us into the killing fields. And now, I ask myself, if this propaganda was so invincible a power in war, what might it be in battles for hearts and minds of common citizens? Presented in motion pictures? Yes. You are speechless, Batman. I don't know what the hell he is talking about. I have wondered if this propaganda is founded on, on an understanding of the, the feminine nature. Oh, Christ. How fascinating, Herr Hitler. I have never heard such an idea. Why do you stare at me, Fraulein? I'm wondering who you are. I think, I believe, most people, they are motivated by emotion. I will tell you who he is. One of those psychoanalyticals. <laughs> Freud, that intellectual moron, sexual deviant. That's precisely how I'd describe you. <laughs> the feminine nature, it is one of emotion. It is an exceptional quality, a supreme quality, a powerful quality. I like the sound of that. This feminine power, it is where one finds the glory of the soldier, the people, the nation. I need another drink. I think I will try it with sugar. Lots of sugar. Quiet on the set. Scene one. A movie for national pride and feminine power. Directed by Herr Adolf. This is not a subject for humor. Nobody's joking. Where I come from, feminine power plays second fiddle to no man. Particularly your kind. <laughs> Why cannot you just stand there and let us appreciate your magnificence and silence? I'm just getting started, Harry Yankee Doodle Doo. Setting. A Munich beer hall. The mugs are overflowing. The drunks are... What are they singing? Our movie needs a score. Franzi, play a score for our movie. Perfect. Adolf, may I have this dance? <laughs> I... I have never done this. I'll show you. I do not think so. Come, Dietrich. Take my hand. We will show Herr Hitler. You see how graceful they are? Let's try. It's as easy as... Peeling an artichoke. <laughs> I... I do not dance. He is a soldier. He marches. Okay. Dance scene ends. Scene two. The King of Munich. The King of Munich marches. 
piano player. Piano player! Yes, you. Give us a military march. Is that too much to ask from the pretty boy? Why do you insult him? We do not need a march, for Christ's sake. The Badenweiler. Play the Badenweiler. Do not shout at him. Lotta, shh. Herr Bauer, do you know that tune? I do, Frau Bestein. It is popular in the cabarets. That is a good reason to skip it, Helena. Please, let us hear it. is marching in perfect time to the music. What a movie this will be. <laughs> the power of such a melody. There is nothing to surpass it. Oh, I cannot resist a German military march. Come, join me, join me. This is the end. Of Act One. And that's this week's show. Please check for show notes and links for March on SonicSociety.org. Until we see you next week for part two, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. Have a lovely day. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. Are you in the mood for a good laugh? <laughs> or maybe a good scream? How about some childlike wonder? Or a thought-provoking mystery? Then get your ears ready for a treat, because the Mutual Audio Drama Network presents shows every day for your enjoyment. Each day is a different genre featuring the talents of a huge pool of audio drama masters. Oh, and some clever comedy creators as well. <laughs> Subscribe to the Mutual feed and get them all, or choose the genres you really love. Ooh. You'll find the Mutual Audio Network at all your favorite places, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, EarBuddies, Podcast-O-Rama, Casting Call, Codpast, and wherever quality shows are found. Okay, I made a few of those up. Or simply go online to MutualAudioNetwork.com. And of course, it's all free. free. The free. Mutual Audio Drama Network. Listen and imagine together. Maintaining social distancing, of course.